Thank you so much, Nikki, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. How are you? Hey, favorite. It's a pleasure to be here, brother. Thank you so much for having me on the show, man. Yeah, anytime, anytime. You know, I love topics about thought leadership because, you know, that's something a lot of people think about, but not everybody can do it. But somebody has to have the mindset for it. And you come into this space is going to really open up a lot of conversations that people will have within themselves to just better their experiences and have a better approach to life, you know, as a whole. So, you know, with your background and your experience, are you able to tell us a little bit about you and what you do and just how you got to this space you are in today? Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about my backstory. So I'm originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. And when I was a young boy, like 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, um, he could see the writing on the wall that this was not going to be the greatest place for him to raise his family anymore. So he packed us up and uh, eventually we brought us out of Iran into Canada. And I thank God every day that Dad did that, that I get to live in a free society. Uh, and, um, you know, I know there's a lot of fashionable people these days that uh, in the West that go, oh, my God, the West, so terrible, so horrible. Yeah, <laughs> racist, sexist, horrible, oppressive. Are you kidding me? Compared to everywhere else in the world, it's incredible, <laughs> right? <laughs> like back home when I was uh, 11 years old, someone threw a Molotov cocktail through our living room window it had a note attached to it that said die christian scum my dad saw it he grabbed it he pulled out the the flaming wick he poured out the the gasoline and that's how come i'm alive today <laughs> you know what so we um we need to take uh, a step back hmm. and stop taking for granted the incredible incredible societies that we live in and um, I, uh, I got to say this, I believe in freedom, I believe in free enterprise, I believe uh, in free expression. That's uh, where I come from. My father was also an entrepreneur. He was a great man. If you needed a job, dad would try to get you a job. If you needed to go find yourself uh, in a situation where you wanted to start a business, dad will help you get set up a business. If you worked for him, you needed money for a house or a car, dad would get you set up. And why would he do this? Well, first of all, he was a Christian man, a godly man, and he believed that he'd been blessed and he needed to share his blessings. But secondly, he did it because he could. He had the ability and the wherewithal to do it. He was successful. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I became an entrepreneur, and it's been great. And what I realized about a lot of entrepreneurs is they're good people, but they're afraid. They don't want to come across like they're pushy or salesy or like they reek of commission breath, you know? And for that reason, they don't go after business they should go after, and they don't make the sales they should make. And so what I do for these folks is I help them reframe it from selling to serving. Mm. And that's what allows them, you know, to become successful. Mm. And really, at the end of the day, uh, that's a little bit of my backstory. And then the other thing we help people do in thought leadership is, you know, an expert is someone who knows something, a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Yeah. So you're a thought leader if your messaging is very tight, dialed in, you got good IP. So folks don't have good IP and they have terrible messaging. So we help them get good IP and we help them get their messaging dialed in. You can't tell people, oh, I help you deal with overwhelm. Nobody's going to buy anything off you if you say that. But if you go to a business owner and you say, 
hey, um, what I help you do is get 10 hours a week, give your time back and increase your sales by 30%, you got their attention. You know, and that's the sort of thing that you need to do. You need a dialed in message, not a mail message. You need to, to look at it as serving, not selling. And that's how you become successful. I love that you gave that example. That was spot on. I love the fact that you are able to bridge in the backstory to the front line where a lot of people kind of get to see this in a way where they're creating income for themselves, but they don't know how exactly that income can be generated, especially if there's a brick wall. Like, you know, when you think about, you know, back in 2020, when there was COVID at the heat of the moment, at the peak of the moment, everybody was trying to start a, new, a job. People realized, oh, I can't depend on one source of income for the rest of my life. How do I be an entrepreneur overnight? You know, a lot of questions started coming into place. But when you think about structure, development, platforms, how does someone become a thought leader when they're creating these systems without having that workflow mindset in mind? Well, look. To become a thought leader, as I said, first of all, you got to start from caring about people, right? It can't yeah. be a, a, a numbers game for you. Business is a people game, not a numbers game. Exactly. One of my mentors taught me that. Okay. So you got to start caring about people. And secondly, you got to be looking, what is business? Business is about solving acute problems for people for profit. That's all it is. There's nothing else. You solve problems for people, you get paid. That's what business is. And you got to care enough to understand a person's problem. So. What is the problem you solve? How you become a thought leader is you got to be a problem solver. That's your number one job. What's the problem you solve? So the problems that people need to solve today and are willing to pay are, for example, they don't make enough money. That's a problem for a lot of people. They want to make more money. You know, a uh, second problem a lot of people have is uh, their uh, health sucks. Mental health, physical health. They want to improve their health. Third problem that a lot of people have is their relationships are in bad shape. So they want to fix the relationships, they want a relationship, or they want to exit a relationship. Mm. So you got to be solving a problem for people, first and foremost. And if you're someone who solves a problem for people, then you've got to really demonstrate that you understand the problem. So you got to ask a lot of questions. And you got to help the person you're in front of see what is the consequence of not solving the problem. So let's say I'm working with you, Faber, and let's say you're, you know, you're a new coach, and you're making, I don't know, just, uh, I'm going to say off the top of my head, 75000 a year, but that's not enough money for you. You got a family, you know, you want to buy a house, you want to make $250,000 a year, right? You want to increase your income. And that's your problem is you don't have that money. And I, I, every money that comes in, it goes out the door just as fast, right? So the first thing I'll ask you is what's the impact of not making enough money? And you're going to go, well, you know, uh, can't buy my wife nice jewelry. I can't go on dream vacations. I can't buy the house that I want. My kids have to, you know, wear hand-me-downs, like stuff like that. How does that make you feel as a man, as a father? Well, I feel terrible. I'm frustrated. I, I, I want to be able to do better for them. Okay, um, what's the emotional impact on you? Well, I'm stressed out. Uh, you know, I can't sleep. I'm, I'm short-tempered. What's the impact on your relationship? Well, my wife and I, we fight sometimes. I find myself getting short with people. I don't have the patience I used to. What would happen if this kept up for another year? Oh my God, I might even get divorced. You know, I might not. Uh, I might not be able to keep it up. I might have to go get a job because I, you know, I might not be able to make enough money. There's inflation, and the money I'm making today might not be enough. Like, 
I gotta help you see the consequences to the point where you're like, oh my God, this guy's right. I better do something about this or else. That's your job as a thought leader. You've gotta help somebody see what it is that they're really faced with that. And if they let it continue, what's the consequence? That's a thought leader's job. You do that. You're a thought leader. You don't do that. You're just anybody else trying to make a sale. Mm. Mm. I love how you said it's a people's game and not a numbers game. And you gave that very good example on how you can ask so many questions to the point, but the time you give your solution, they're already drilled in because you've touched on every pain point that they possibly could need solved because you're the person that's solving that problem. Now, when you think about, you know, when you think about influence and income, I've heard this countless times where it says the amount of money in your bank account is directly proportional to the number of people you help. So when people start thinking about the help that they're giving, how much time should they be giving and why? What else are you in business for? Like if you're in business, all your time should be spent helping your clients. Right? That's that's everything in your business should be oriented toward that. Everything. That's a good human being and a good business owner. It's smart business. Hmm. I think that's a better way to put at it. Thank you so much for highlighting that. Now, would you say, like just throughout your experience, can you give us one experience you've had with a client? or maybe something that you saw that really touched you, that you looked at it and you're like, if I didn't go through this experience with this person, they wouldn't have been where they are today, just based off of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a young man who came uh, to us uh, a few years back. He was 25 at the time, and he was a personal fitness trainer. And uh, he, he was excited to grow his business, but you know, he wasn't doing so good. He had like seven clients. He made very little money, like under 2000 a month, you know, under 1500 a month, if I'm being honest. And um, he came to us and I said, okay, who do you work with? He goes, oh, I work with anybody, anybody, yeah, 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 anyone. I'm like, okay, who do you work with? No, anybody, really. Anybody with a wall on the pulse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not gonna work. You gotta narrow your niche. Okay, 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 okay. His dad was a doctor, he goes, I work with doctors. I work with dads, I work with doctors. They got lots of money, right? Gee, that wasn't very attractive to doctors. Like, we have lots of money, he wants to work with us. No, no thanks, right? So it's okay, okay. I got to narrow my niche for my wife. I work with cardiologists, cardiologists. They have even more money. Oh, cardiologists, <laughs> they didn't want to work with him because they had more money. So then he started working with this African-Cuban um, Paralympic athlete who won some medals at the Paralympic Games. Mm. The man's name was Papito Wilson. And Wilson had, um, he had a great pedigree, but when he was a boy, you know, he had an accident, he lost his leg. So this man, he loved working with Wilson, and he came to me and said, I love working with Wilson, I think I want to work with more people with missing limbs. So he started to do that, and in six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. Six weeks, 400 clients. Now, you might go to yourself, wow. How come? Well, nobody was going after people with missing limbs. Nobody. So he had a blue ocean to go in and fish in. Secondly, his message wasn't just, I'm going to make you fit. His message was, 
You're just as strong. You're just like anybody else. Right? And imagine people with missing limbs, they probably didn't really believe that for themselves. They thought, oh, I'm missing a limb, I'm missing two limbs, I'm missing three limbs. I'm not like everybody else. Life is going to be harder for me. It sucks. And he's there saying, nope, this doesn't suck. You're a badass. Let's go. They love the message. That's why they bought. So his income went from very low, under $1,500 a month, to very high, $30,000, dollars $50,000 a month. It's beautiful. Wow. Wow. That's a beautiful story. Thank you for bringing that in. You know, now, I'm, this is amazing. You know, one of the things that people have a problem with, like just from what you've said is, I work with everybody. Everybody is my client. Everybody is, is, as long as you have money, you're my client. And I'm like, no. Because some people that have money are going to stress you out. Some people that you don't even want to work with are going to put you in a bad spot in business because you don't want to have chargebacks and those kind of things because you have to maintain your credibility and your authenticity online and offline too but another thing that really i see a lot is burnout because people are thinking so much with their brain but they're not actualizing it in person they're not actualizing it you know in action or they're not proactive at all do you know what could be causing that and why and then how can they be able to resolve that through what you're going to tell them well you know that's a good question i mean um there's a whole phenomenon of people that work too much for way too little money mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about favor yeah they work too much for way too little money and that's what burns them out you know they it doesn't feel good when you don't get what you should get you you won't give what you should give you'll, you'll burn out eventually it's an energy exchange. So, you know, I'll tell you another story. There was a man who uh, worked with us, and he owned an acupuncture clinic in Manhattan, in uh, New York City. And uh, he was doing okay, relatively successful. 15, uh, sorry, uh, like 150000 a year in, uh, in income. Not bad, right? Not bad at all. But that's Manhattan, it's a pretty expensive place. Rent is high, all that stuff, right? So um, wasn't enough. And he had a wife, newborn daughter, you know. Man wanted to do better. So I looked at him and I go, dude, you're burning up. And he goes, yeah, 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 I know, I know. And I said, what do you charge? And he told me what he charged. And I said, no, 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 man. Your clientele are like successful people in Manhattan. You can't charge that little. It's ridiculous, 20 fold your prices. He's like, what? 24 my prices? Are you crazy, bro? He goes, are you crazy? 24 my prices. And I'm like, yeah, 24 your prices. No, 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 no. I just, I was on it. He said, I'm not at 24 my prices. He finally seven folded his prices. Just seven folded. Okay. Five folded his clients. And then he 20 folded his clients. Mm. He went from 150,000 in four months to 1.2 million. 1.2 million. Mind blown. Yes, sir. Huh. Now, why do you think he made that much money? First of all, he started to get what he should get. So he gave more of himself. Secondly, when he raised his fees, these rich, successful clientele saw, hey, this guy must be worth it. He's charging more money. Charging a lot of money, so they brought their friends. Mm. So you you know, 
People like to pay a lot of money for something good. Not for something crap, they hate that. For something good, they like to pay a lot of money. It reassures them that they did something good for themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll show you a little something. So this here, this here is a little, I'm a knife collector. This here's a little knife. It's a pretty little knife. It's a very basic knife. Okay, this knife costs like 30 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You probably wouldn't pay more than 30 bucks for this, right? Right. Now, this knife. This knife, it's a little bit nicer, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Bigger, nicer, nicer handles, nicer design. This knife, you pay 10 times the price. It's $300. They're both cut, right? <laughs> so, why pay 30 for one and 300? If you have the money, which knife do you think is better and would you rather have if money wasn't an issue? The one you're holding. Right. <laughs> yeah. People like to pay money. So don't think, no, no, everybody's cheap. Everybody's not cheap. There's people, they feel good when they pay the money what something's worth. That's what you gotta do. That's why they're impulse buyers, emotional buyers, because they want to feel like they've done something tangible and sometimes people feel like if i charge this much they're gonna run away but in actual fact the higher your prices the more you filter but people don't see that too quickly and i don't know why i don't know if it's self-confidence self-awareness i don't know you know it's a good question bro but that's why we're in business for <laughs> exactly no i love it i love it because now the people that are thinking about this they're like oh my price is too low we're getting towards the end of the year and people are looking at their banks accounts they're looking like did i charge too much did i charge too little did i get my time back did i add more time because we all have this new year resolutions but by week two week three we're back to square one so we need to also think about how do we channel ourselves. And I think one of the major things, I don't know if you can touch on this real quickly, is morning routines and habits. Can we talk about that a little bit? Look, so um, I got this here uh, journal, right? And every day I write in this journal. I write down five things I want to accomplish every day. I talk about things I'm grateful for. I talk about things that I've accomplished to feed my self-acknowledgement. Um, I talk about the people I love. And I talk about times I've shown courage, real courage. Not the bullshit courage that a lot of people show these days going, I'm so virtuous on Hollywood shows. Look at me. I'm saving the environment. Oh, yeah. That's no, there's no bravery in that. Everybody says that. <laughs> Do something really brave. Right. Show some guts. Show some guts. Okay. Write that kind of stuff down. Right. Um, to me, that's that's what you got to do every day. Build up your courage. Build up your your uh, your uh, habit of gratitude, and um, write down things you aim to accomplish in any given day. You know, you do that, you're going to be good. Do something courageous, truly courageous. Something that you might, some people might like give you help for, but do it anyways, because that's what courageous men and women do. So, I'll tell you this, okay, Rosa Parks when she um, wouldn't give up her seat on the bus in Alabama in the 50s, that took some guts. Okay, today to say you're in favor of Rosa Parks, that takes zero guts. 
because everybody's in favor of that today. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. Everybody's in favor of that today. It takes zero guts. Do you know what takes guts today? Okay. It takes guts to stand up for free speech today because people don't want free speech. They want to shut you up if you don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. Or if someone doesn't agree with them. It takes guts to stand up for free speech. It takes guts to say, no, 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 you don't get to say what they say. They get to say what they say. That takes guts. And in life, you want to show some guts. Exactly. I think, yeah, your gut is important. And also gut health, too. Because what you eat... <laughs> That's a nice segment. <laughs> You know, because it's it, think about it. I eat, I eat meat, brother. I'm on the carnivore diet, man. That's how my gut health is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I eat steak every day, bro. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. You know? Cause tell me what. You tell are, me what, bro. You, I got me a nice, big, juicy ribeye. I'm telling you what, man. That, that just that sucker was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and you are what you eat. You know, when you think about your health, health is wealth. You know, when you eat, people are like, oh, a steak. I only eat steak once a, once a year. You know, or I only have that for Christmas. You know, when people think like that, you're like, okay, how can I change that to once a day? You know, how can I make $10,000 a month or $10,000 a week? People think about this and like, it sounds so far away that they can't see the now. They see the future, but they can't get to that future because they're stuck in the now. You've got to believe you can win. You've got to believe you can win. If you don't believe you can win, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. All right? So, I'll tell you a story. This woman, she came to us. She was the country director for a global personal development firm. Been around since the 60s. She led Canada. She brought this dude in to work with her. Ended up being not such a good dude, and she left. She's floundering, she's floundering. She's not believing in herself. Her, her self-belief's going down, down, down. No work, no business. She meets us. She's not in a good place. She goes, I gotta change this, I gotta change this. We give her some belief. We show her it's possible. We show her the examples of other people that belief gets stronger and stronger. It's the best thing we provide is the example of those who've succeeded. And then, okay, she starts to work with us. Her, her first month, 10 grand in the bank second month 12 grand in the bank third month 18 grand in the bank fourth month $62,200 in the bank Mm. so then you know how'd this happen first of all it happened because she started to believe that she could win she saw other people winning they can do it I can do it if I can do it, favor you can do it. She can do it, you can do it. And then she took steps based on that belief. She didn't let herself stay stuck no more. And then one day she lives in Ottawa, Canada. I live in Toronto, Canada, five hour drive. My son, my oldest boy, he was 12 at the time. He's 16 now, he plays soccer, football. He's an amazing center back, beast, Six one ripped, lean, jumps like a gazelle, fast, strong, you know, can take care of the ball, good soccer IQ now. But back then, he was 12, he was just playing, right? He had in an Ottawa. So, we go to Ottawa. And then, um, I call her up. I go, hey, we're coming to Ottawa. 
my son, me, you got a son his age. Why don't you bring him? Let's hang out. Let's have lunch when we're done with the tournament. He says, all right, we did it. And then it was all done. We drive home. A few weeks later, we got our quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshop. This is where we teach people all this stuff I've been telling you about on how to add a quarter mil, half a mil to their income. Let's roll. So we had the time where we had the enrollment opportunity, the upsell, famous upsell. And um, when I do the upsell, I let my people talk. I don't talk so much, right? So I go, who wants to share? She goes, me, me, jumps up. All right, I want to share, girl. As soon as she gets on stage, she looks around and then she starts to cry. And like any red-blooded man, I see a woman crying, I panic. I panic. What did I do wrong? Why is she crying? But outside, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. I'm placid. She goes, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son didn't see me and my little son, my little son came to me and said, Mommy, Mommy, who are we going to go meet? Excited like little boys get, right? And she goes, oh, we're going to go meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And then all of a sudden, her excited son, like a hush falls over him. He gets real quiet. He looks at her and he goes, oh, Mommy, are we going to get to meet the man who saved our family? Mm. and then she turns to me and like bro I'm all old school man I don't cry I cry I'm bald she hugs me I hug her and she goes you didn't know this Nikki but when I came to see you the bank was about to foreclose on our mortgage my husband and I were fighting we have three little kids 12 and under Looked like we were going to get divorced. We were about to lose our family. You helped us save our family. We kept our home. We stayed together. We had the money to not fight anymore. So we're fighting over the money, right? Hmm. And uh, brother, that's the power. That's the power. And I look at God every day and I go, I'm just a dude, you know, I'm nobody special. How come you gave me the task of helping this woman? And, you know, I prayed to God and I said, please let me be worthy of these people. Let me be worthy to be able to be of real service to them. It's like I prayed for myself as a father, please let me be worthy of my son and his his, his greatness that I can guide him so he can become who he's meant to become. And that's how I feel about working with people like this lady. That's 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 what I'm here to do. That's what God put me here to do. And the rest of the story is there were eight people in the room that were prospects for the upsell. And two of them had come to me beforehand and said, look, look, look. One in particular. Thank you. Look, I know you got an upsell. And I know. I know how this goes. There's an upsell. I get it. I'm not buying your upsell. I just need you to understand. I hope you're not disappointed. But I'm not buying yours. Whatever. He was the first dude to grab the paper and buy the upsell. They all buy. All eight. They all buy. And normally they don't all buy. Like some of them buy, some of them I gotta sit with and persuade, right? They all buy. He was the first dude to sign up. And he walked over to me and he said, You son of a bitch! <laughs> like, <laughs> he said, I wasn't gonna buy your damn upsell. He said, 
He said, but I guess you're not full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, and I really do need some help. Mm. When you come from your heart, man, when you care, when people see that you care, you're not just trying to sell them or fancy them up. They're going to do business with you. Not because, you know, you, but because they need someone they can trust. They need someone who can help them. This is someone's father. This is someone's mother, someone's brother, someone's sister, someone's son, someone's daughter. They're someone's hero. They're hurting. They're scared. And maybe they're not telling you all that, but that's the truth of what they're dealing with. And damn it, your job is to serve them. Whether they work with you, whether they give you money or not, your job is to serve them. That's what God put you here to do. You do that, you're going to be okay. You're going to make the money you need to make. You're going to live the life you need to love. You're going to have the impact you need to have. You're going to have the influence you need to have. You don't do that. And you just look at the money and it becomes a numbers game, not a people game. Shame on you. You ain't going to get shit and you don't deserve shit. Facts. That's all I have to say. Facts. You, you just took us to the moon and just dropped us like hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm let you do, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> I love this. This is a perfect way to, you know, really cap on this episode and let people rewind, replay, rethink, rewire, and really think about what they're gonna do next. Because what you've done is you've told a story that is so unique, and this is why I love my podcast show because. This is for everybody. This is for you. You're the hero of this story. You're the hero of this amazing story because without your support, without your service, things could have gone left for these people. And you don't know what people are going through. Everybody's on social media posting the best of themselves, but you don't really know what's going on at night. You don't really know what's going on in the backyard. You don't know what's really going on in their bank account. So you coming out and giving people this amount of knowledge and influence is already sparking up their interest they're like if he could do it if she could do it i can do it because we are in this world to help each other we're not a lone island we're not on a private island by ourselves even a private island doesn't have one person there's at least two you know because you have that person you need to have that support you know and that's really what you brought to the table today and i really appreciate you for coming here to the show to grace us with all this amazing gems and it's, it's my pleasure man. favorite thanks for having me on yeah anytime anytime you know if anybody wants to reach out to you because i'm sure a lot of people will definitely want to know where can i get nikki's stuff where can i find him you know what are the options that they have available all right so i'll tell you um the best place is like i got a bunch of websites but the best place is go to ecircleacademy.com ecircle academy for entrepreneur circle Academy. is what it stands for and there's a button at the top there. There's all kinds of like, you know, resources, free downloads, blah, blah, blah. Go grab them all, all right? But there's the button in the top right-hand corner, and it says, book a success call. I call it a success call because it's all about your success. And you click on that button, and there's a form. You fill that form out. It takes two minutes. It's multiple choice, mostly. And then you pick a time and then we talk and that's it. That's all we do. That's all we do. Amazing. Wow. And if you guys are trying to figure it out where this is, it's going to be in the show notes. It's going to be the description. 
So click away and make sure you check it out. And don't miss this opportunity because one conversation can change your life. And I mean it. So you coming here has brought a lot of spark. And I'm so excited because I know this is definitely going into one of the top popular podcasts already. I can already feel it. I know when this happens. <laughs> so I can see the forecast and I really appreciate you, Nikki. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Thank you so much once again for joining the We Don't Play podcast. Until we meet again, God willing, be safe and take care and keep winning and keep shining. Amen, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. <laughs>